Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. Now, today is going to be all about the different types of, like the different forms of imposter syndrome or the different types of imposters, if you will, and how they are likely to be affecting you in your life and in your business, because understanding is power. And when you can become the observer of a pattern and when you can identify some of the things that happen whether or not you are aware of that of it it's so much easier you know to reclaim your power and change when you know what you actually want to be changing or shifting now quick disclaimer i did not invent uh the four, five types of imposters it's been around for quite a while but i will however go a bit a bit deeper and have a different approach of how these things typically affect you so the five types of imposters we'll be talking about today is number 1 the perfectionist number 2 the superwoman or superman number 3 the natural genius number 4 the expert and number 5 the soloist and as a quick side note too before we jump into it, you can either have one of the five or all of them or something in between. And it doesn't mean you're mo- more, you know, um, effed up <laughs> if you have all five. It doesn't mean that you have worse imposter syndrome than someone else. So for example, so- someone could have only the perfectionist trait and not so much the others. Uh, but doesn't mean that imposter syndrome will be worse or better than someone who has all five. So just, you know, to let you know that. So let's get started with the first one, the perfectionist. So pretty self-explanatory, right? But some of the typical um, traits of the perfectionist who also happens to have imposter syndrome is setting excessively high expectations for ourselves Uh, spending hours on details that are not that important for the end result, but that feels so important that it's really difficult um, not to do it, feeling extremely uncomfortable, handing in work that is not 100% perfect or done uh, according to our standards, or, you know, uh, launch your website or create a social media post that is below uh, perfection for our standards. And last but not least... uh, you're probably likely to feel like a failure when you don't reach one of your goals um, and to be added unrealistic goals. So this is pretty interesting. And the way it it is probably going to affect you the most is procrastination, either procrastination, because the standard that we have for anything that needs to get done is so damn high that and we know this right we know that we are going to hold ourselves accountable to a you know ridiculously high standard or have extremely high expectations and our mind knows that so before we even get started it's so daunting it's like it it looks like a huge mountain um and that can trigger a lot of procrastination or if we don't procrastinate we'll just take ages to complete something that could be done pretty easily so spending anything between one to four hours on a social media post 
or perfecting a website over and over and over again and never feeling it's uh, good enough or wanting to do a freebie but never coming up with a freebie because everything we think of doesn't feel that is uh, high quality enough, etc, etc, etc. So huge waste of time, huge waste of productivity and at the end of the day, not getting that much stuff out there and then beating ourselves up for being too slow or too unproductive, we're not getting everything that we wanted done, and it's just a vicious circle. Now, the second one is the superwoman or superman. Typically, that looks like working longer hours than our colleagues uh, or peers or other people in our industry, and kind of justifying it with, I really had to finish this. So instead of just, you know, realizing that we are we just want to be a superman or superwoman by completing all of these super things and that maybe it's a compensatory compensatory mechanism of not feeling good enough from the out inside. We're just going to justify us spending all of that time by saying like, yeah, no, but it really needed to be done by today. I really needed to finish finish this when in fact, not necessarily. Um, and a second aspect is getting nervous when we aren't working, uh, skipping breaks or feeling like relaxing is a waste of time. Uh, whether you have your business or you work, you know, you have a position, work in a job, this can affect you in both ways. Uh, because again, you know, not working or chilling out or taking time off for the superman or superwoman would be considered as a waste or as being unproductive or as not really being productive, etc. Um, feeling like we need to prove to others that we deserve to be there by working more, that we deserve whatever success we have by working our ass off. So typically, if you work in an office, if you are employed, uh, that form of imposter syndrome that makes us feel like a fraud, the way we kind of deal with that is working extra long hours to kind of show everyone and our boss and our colleagues that we are worthy of our position or job when, you know, technically you, you, you don't even have to work all of those hours. And last but not least, taking on extra tasks um, or adding things to your to-do list. If, even if you already have more work than you can handle or more things to do than you can handle. But again, one of the ways that we alleviate this inner feeling of, you know, not feeling good enough or feeling like a fraud is just by feeling that we are a task-completing machine and fooling ourselves with being super productive, super, you know, someone who accomplishes a lot of things very fast, which could be good to some extent. But when we're just adding things to prove that we are good enough, it can be extremely damaging. And that is going to affect you either, you know, in your work or in your business because you're going to do more then you actually need to be doing to be successful. And this could lead to sabotage if part of you doesn't want to sacrifice, you know, family or fun times to be successful. Well, your brain is going to fool itself into believing that either you work super hard and a lot and then you can legitimately be successful or you can't. Like there is no in between. And if part of you started your business, you know, because you want freedom and time, that is completely inconsistent. So part of you wants you to work extra hard and be the superman or superwoman so you can feel good enough. But another part of you doesn't want to work their ass off and wants freedom. And those two things are just not going to work. So it's going to create sabotage. 
And the other rabbit hole with being a superman or a superwoman is that there's only, there's always more we can do. So let's imagine that you're already acing, you know, your social media presence, posting three times a day in five different Facebook groups or whatever your strategy is. Then that voice in your head is going to say, yeah, but you could be on Pinterest and you could be on YouTube and you could be on those five other platforms you're not using. And it's just going to be endless. You'll never be at a sense of peace with what you're doing. And there'll always be a nagging voice kind of telling you you should be doing more, which is recipe for burnout and is not more productive. Uh, imposter type number three is the natural genius, which uh, really resonates with me because that's that used to be me. So typically happens when we were the smart kid with straight A, straight A's, or when anything academic came pretty easily, right at school um, or in high school or whatever, where we didn't, you know, need to work too too much to get good grades. Um, but the downside to that is like, we tend to feel like a failure when we don't understand something immediately. So when, you know, you have a new topic or you're learning something new, um, more often academically, not necessarily a new sport, but maybe two, who knows. So when you're learning something new in general, if you don't get it very fast, you're automatically going to think that something is wrong with you, that you're stupid, that you're not good enough, that you should be understanding this faster or why is it taking so much time for me to get this, etc., etc., which is also freaking damaging. And this happens typically, you know, when writing copy for social media posts, like copywriting is an entire skill. And some people feel that they're not super good at doing videos or writing copy, and then they immediately beat themselves up for not being good enough, for writing poor copy, or that I should be able to do this, etc., etc., which is just going to make you feel more like a fraud, but when you think about it, you'd never say that to a kid who is learning a new skill, right? Um, another aspect, two other aspects actually of the natural genius is we don't want to get help to learn or understand something because we feel I should understand this or I should do this on my own. So a tendency of not really wanted, not really wanting outside help because we were, we would feel dumb or we would feel that if someone else has to help us to understand or do something, then it means that we're not legit or we are a fraud or we're just not that smart after all. And last but not least, we judge our competences in terms of being able to learn something new on the first try. And if we don't, we feel miserable or like a failure. Now, the way this affects you either at your job or in business is, first of all, because I know this firsthand, is reluctance on getting help. So I had this dumb belief that was really sticky for, I don't know, like a good six months when I started my face-to-face business that I would only be legit in my success and I could only be proud of myself and what I have accomplished if I accomplish it on my own. Meaning if I don't get any help, if I don't get mentorship, or if I don't buy a marketing program, or if I don't invest, because if I do, it means that I don't have what it takes, or I'm just, you know, kind of being stupid, blah, blah, like a bunch of stupid bullshit. And that just kept me stuck for six months. And when you kind of think about it, it's such an irreal, like non-realistic standard, because if I learn a new skill now, like surfing, which I have in May in Costa Rica, like the natural thing is to take a surf instructor because you're just going to learn so much faster. And could you figure it out on your own? Absolutely, right? But could you figure it out way faster and way better and way more effortlessly by getting the help of someone who's been there and done that? 
Absolutely yes, and it doesn't take away anything from your accomplishment. So natural geniuses tend to get super frustrated when they don't understand something fast or when they don't reach a goal fast because they feel like time is an accurate reflection of their smartness. So if they're taking too much time, it means they're dumb, which of course is not true. And they tend to not get the help they need because again, they would feel that if they get help, it means that they are stupid or that they should be figuring it out on their own. Type number four is the expert. So when you have the that you know type of imposter syndrome, you feel that Everyone around you seems smarter and more efficient, uh, more productive, more everything. Uh, You don't apply for a job unless your profile meets every single requirement on the job description and more. Or even if, you know, you've been in your position at a job or in your business for quite some time and have received very positive feedback from colleagues, bosses or clients, or you have been successful, you still think that it's not good enough or that you're not good enough or that you're not qualified enough or that there's something missing. And it's kind of a constant search for the next certification, next diploma or training to fill to fill uh, this perceived gap in our knowledge. Um, this is a very common one. So people who have imposter syndrome usually have the expert trait of imposter syndrome, where they feel that they're not an expert, that they should be knowing more, that they're the dumbest person in the room, that everyone around around them knows more, that they have nothing to share, or that if they want to share something on social media, that everybody knows it already, or that they can't, you know, charge for a program or charge high-end prices for a program unless they know everything about their topic, etc. And the the way that holds us back pretty obviously is that if you have a job, you won't apply for that position, even though you're qualified for it, but your mind is going to like fool you into thinking you're not qualified enough. And in your business, it's just going to be recipe for procrastination or recipe for undercharging or being like a certification holic where you get certification after certification, wanting to be more of an expert, more skilled. Uh, and have more knowledge, but it never ends up working. Each time you get a new diploma or accreditation or anything really, you still feel that you need to learn more. And you can also become a readaholic. So read book after book after book to try to um, increase your knowledge, which I definitely used to do. And the problem with that is that no amount of exterior knowledge or certifications or diplomas or technical or theoretical knowledge is ever going to make you feel better. What is going to make you feel better is experiencing success and starting to work with people and see that they're very happy with their results. And then the more you work with people and the more you are, you know, hands-on, the more you learn and the more experience you get and the easier it gets and the more confidence you grow. And then it's just a positive um, kind of snowball effect. And last but not least, they the soloist. Just that this is the fifth type of imposter syndrome where we spend hours, so typical traits is spending hours trying to figure out a concept rather than just ask someone who could explain it in a few minutes. Um, and we feel like, we only feel like we are successful when we figure something out by ourselves. So there is this huge relu- reluctance to ask for help um, or support, 
help or support. Oh, I'm struggling with my words. Help or support. So we've already kind of touched on this before. Some of these, you know, five uh, imposter types have intersections, but the soloist, as its name indicates, is really feeling like we have to figure out everything on our own, that our way is the only way, or that if we get exterior help, we are not legit. And the consequence of that, and I used to do that at university, it was so such a waste of time looking back, is that I would spend like an entire day on one paragraph of like, I don't know, a financial equation or whatever that I wouldn't understand. And I had this feeling I had to understand it on my own. It was like almost an ego ego thing of, I'm smart enough and I will understand this on my own and I won't ask anyone else for help because that, you know, I want to prove myself that I'm smart enough to get it. Um, and again, huge waste of time. And again, you know, our mind fools us into thinking that we are only smart if we can understand something like technical knowledge on our own, which makes absolutely no sense because intelligence, first of all, is such a subjective thing where you can be emotionally intelligent, academically intelligent, where you can have, you know, you can be like a math genius or a music genius, or you can have very good uh, communication skills. Like there is no one fits it all approach to intelligence. So when we feel that we have to figure something out on our own, otherwise it means we are stupid. It's just simply not true. So that was it for today. We're going to keep it short. To uh, quickly summarize the five types of imposter syndrome, uh, where the five types of imposters are number one, the perfectionist, number two, the superman or superwoman, number three, the natural genius, number four, the expert, and number five, the soloist. So I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. The main goal of this pretty informational, educational is, you know, you can pause or go back if you want to re-listen, but once you understand a pattern or once you understand which one of these, and maybe it's all of them, maybe it's a few, are affecting you, well, next time you stubbornly try to understand something on your own without asking for help, you can say, hey, this is just imposter syndrome, it doesn't mean I'm not smart, I can actually ask for help, or, you know, go watch a YouTube tutorial or whatever, which will save me so much more time. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. It just means that I can efficiently use the resources around me and I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Or if you're spending three hours, you know, perfecting a Canva post before you feel you can post it, your 100% perfection is going to be someone else's mediocre, right? So sometimes we see things and we're like, yeah, that's kind of ugly. But for someone else, it's perfection. So there is no such thing as perfection and perfection is just a massive time waster and recipe for feeling not good enough. So you can, you know, go back, listen to all of these five types of imposters and then observe these patterns and observe yourself having these patterns. So you can say, stop, I'm no longer going to do this. This is just imposter syndrome talking. It is not the truth. And I'm going to allocate my energy to something um, better that is going to bring me more joy and flow and happiness instead of something that's going to make me feel bad. So I hope this helped and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. 
the Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.